재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Yes, on Weird and Wonderful, we look at the weird and wonderful things around the world and back in history. And today we're focusing a little less on the wonderful, more on the weird and a little bit on the dangerous. Sure. And, you know, I guess everybody has made mistakes before in life. But sometimes when you're an inventor or perhaps a, a toy maker, these mistakes, you know, these things that, you know, that you think would be okay never really is. No, and they can have big consequences. So yes, it's the most dangerous toys ever sold we're talking about today. And we start off with, a, well, a, a surprising one. It's the Gilbert Atomic Energy Lab, invented by Alfred Carlton Gilbert, who was an American athlete, magician, toy maker, and businessman. And, uh, well, it was... It was uh, it was just one of several of these kind of things released at the time. These sort of chemical reaction lab kits that were on the market in the nineteen nineteen fifties, and uh, you know you you could uh, you could do lots of uh, different things. You know, see how different chemicals reacted with each other. But Gilbert's one was a little bit special because uh, you could uh, perform your own magic show with these things in the chemical kit. And he pushed the idea that uh, maybe using these chemical reactions could uh, push the child in the the right direction for a potential career in science or engineering the problem was that this particular lab kit contained well a uranium 238 geiger counter a wilson cloud chamber and four samples of uranium ore to put it simply your kids could play with uranium 238 which is incredibly radioactive Oh, my goodness. And you wonder how this kind of was passed through. Like, who looked over it? Was this never thought about twice? or? Well, this who, was 1950. Who didn't triple check, you know? Oh, well, yeah, but the thing is, the kit even suggested that you could play hide-and-seek with your gamma-ray source. So use the Geiger counter to locate, you know, your uranium that's been hidden in the room. Uh, so basically, I mean, this could, could lead to, uh, well, radioactive exposure and then perhaps even leading to other illnesses and diseases including cancer uh, this was released back in 1950 this was a full um you know four years after two atomic bombs were detonated during the second world war but it was fortunately discontinued after only two years and nobody can buy this kit anymore yeah well fortunately you know absolutely right another one that's uh, quite interesting that led to a, a fatal death unfortunately uh, magnetics magnetic building sets. Oh, that sounds like fun. Right, Sandy, don't think that any, any you know, gamma ray or whichever radioactive chemicals would be involved. And you're right, it doesn't. But it is still dangerous for another reason. These magnetic construction toys consist of a combination of uh, you know, plastic building pieces containing embedded magnets and, and steering, uh, steel bearing balls and that could be connected to form geometric shapes and structures. And you know, it doesn't seem too bad. And the purpose of this toy was to teach how children, uh, teach children how to build blocks with magnets. But it led to something disastrous. Some curious babies and toddlers, of course, swallowed these small pieces. Oh dear! Unlike small objects being swallowed, the magnets don't pass through the digestive system. Instead, they connect with each other in your body through through tissue walls sometimes forming large masses that eventually twist your your intestines or cut off blood supply to vital organs which is a scary thought and it leads to painful and potentially deadly bowel obstructions which happened for a 20 month year old boy at the time swallowing nine magnets oh my goodness a, a, a terrible tragedy and it's certainly a good reminder that we shouldn't leave babies alone with certain toys we should always make sure that they're child proof 
child-friendly, child-safe. Right. Yeah, well, talking about something that was not child-safe is that uh, there was a, uh, a CSI fingerprint analysis kit uh, that certainly caused some problems. Uh, well, it was, you know, based on the hit TV show and uh, it was uh, the idea was that one day kids would, uh, you know, be able to become a, a, CI, a CSI expert like those that they saw on TV. The problem was, in this fingerprint set, the powder used to dust for prints contained asbestos. And asbestos mm-hmm. had been used for many years in a number of different commercial and industrial capacities, but now it's very harshly regulated because uh, exposure to this very toxic mineral is linked to a number of lung and respiratory conditions, including cancer of the voice box and ovaries and lung cancer. It's, it's deadly. It's really disastrous. No one's actually quite sure why asbestos was in the fingerprint powder because it could be easily inhaled but it was and it took 20 months for cbs to agree to a settlement in the class action lawsuit that finally issued a recall of the toy yeah you know uh it's i guess one way to look at it is because of these mistakes that we now have you know uh, for three to eight year or three to five year olds or or you know a little older we have these classifications different categories to put our toys in um and one that's uh quite interesting is the cabbage patch snack time kids doll now we've had the cabbage doll uh cabbage patch doll for a while and i think many people could remember them as well sure back in the 80s they were they were a very popular all all around, you know, certainly the UK and the United States, but this doll in particular was a little bit deadly. That's right. So this uh, Cabbage Patch Snack Time Kids uh, doll was uh, the must-have toy of the time. It, it was in department stores. People were fighting over them. It it, it brought in billions of dollars in sales. And it's a, it's a pretty cool doll if you just take a look at it. Basically, how it works is it's attractive. You know, it's pretty and it... Uh, for children, you feed the doll plastic vegetables and, and french fries, and then the snacks would exit the doll's back and magically appear in a backpack the doll is wearing. And this mechanism could be deactivated by releasing the backpack. So it's kind of cool, you know? Oh, yeah, it's one of, you know, it's, a, it's an eating toy. Yeah, sure. But the issue is, or was, that the doll couldn't differentiate between, you know, the plastic snacks and the french fries, what it was supposed to eat, and the actual child's fingers and some parents reported that the children's hair skin and even fingers did get caught and very seriously injured uh, the child by the doll's mouth and the doll was unleashed on the masses in the fall of 1996 and made it quite success but more than 500,000 uh, toys were recalled less than a year later by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission after many incidents of the doll seriously hurt their uh, their little human playmates. Yes, fortunately none of these toys are available on the market right now, but we should always be careful what we give our children and also be wary of how dangerous toys can be. It's the end of part three. We'll leave you with James Blunt. Dangerous.